0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Slim Radio's coverage of the 2021 Uva Student Elections. My name is Felix Fiasi. I'm the director and founder of Slim Radio. And today with me today, I have three lovely candidates running in the humanities faculty student election. The candidate from the Vrai Student, unfortunately, couldn't make it today. So today we're going to go around the table, meet everybody, and then we're going to get stuck in and have a lovely debate. So to my left, we have.
1: Hey, it's Farah from O20. I'm so glad to be here.
0: And to the left of her, we have the lovely...
2: Hi, I'm Carlos Van Eyck. I'm from Activist Party UFA, and I'm uh, ready to participate in this debate.
3: Hello everyone, I'm Ciprian, I'm from TOF, and uh, well, let's make a very nice debate then.
2: Let's go,
0: let's do this. Alright, so to explain a little bit, the first thing we'll be talking about um, is some general UVA issues, which affect all the students here, um, and then we'll be getting into more faculty-specific stuff, which affects humanity students specifically. Um, if anybody is talking too much, I will be using the shh, mm-hmm. shh function, um, to regain some control over this last year in the humanities debate, there was a bit of a, a scene which occurred. There was, uh, some, some moments, shall we say. Um, and we don't want to repeat of that, even though it did make for quite entertaining content, but yeah, the first thing I wanted to ask you guys, is the last year, of course, has been very difficult for everybody. We've had to deal with uh, a lockdown coronavirus taken over the world. And students are very, very sad. And I wanted to put it to you guys. Why do you think the students are so sad? And what is it that your party and you can do to affect this? Farah?
1: Yeah, I think the pandemic really, really affected all students. uh, And their mental health, of course, is like the main thing that was affected. Uh, That's because, of course, everything was online. There's no extracurricular, anything like students can't do anything other than sit on the couch and attend classes. Uh, I think with O20, what we're trying to do, what we're thinking of doing is, like, when things start to, to open, like, the university could open up fairs or, like, of course, with all the necessary precautions, like, the university could help more, like, students um, um, get to know each other and, like, meet each other. For example, like, first-year students, that it was really tough on them. They didn't even have, like, a proper entry week. So now things are like opening up a bit. I think it's like a good chance for the university to like step it up and like help students like get to know each other more.
0: And that's a big thing which O20 is going for because, or so you're saying, because that's something which we've noticed as well is that there's a real lack of initiatives. Um, And a lot of the time, student politicians, they look for permission from the university. But yeah, we found that a lot of the time it just requires initiative. Yeah, so it's, exactly. it's nice to hear that. Carlos, what would you say is the the main reason why students are sad? Well,
2: it's because it's actually, I think, the worst time to study in maybe last few decades. Because there's a lot of material sites as well. And may- there's this big lockdown, which of course is affecting a lot of students. Uh, and a lot of students are in the, indeed just stuck in their uh, houses, which they pay way too much rent for. Just... So that they could live in a student experience. And I think there's also a lot of material basis. We see that students are paying way too much for their housing in Amsterdam. It's almost impossible to find a house. And on the moment you find it. It's a small room of 10, uh, 10 square meters. With where you're paying 600 for. And that's what you're doing to get a student experience in Amsterdam. But there's no student experience anymore. All we have are just online, online tutorials. Online classes. That's not... I think that a lot of people in the UFA are rightly upset about how that's happening, and and I think there's a lot to say for why it's affecting people's mental health.
0: Um, So what you're saying is that a lot of it is more systemic issues around study finance, everything. That's really good. We're going to get into Cyprian. What is it that you think is the most important thing as to why students are sad?
3: Well, well, the last year was hard for all of us, uh, for students as well, for teachers. Um, because it was something unexpected. Nobody was prepared for it. Nobody was thinking two years ago, maybe a pandemic will come. What about improving the digitalization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're all uh, in shock. I think students are sad because they, I uh, don't understand anything that happened. And uh, I don't understand why some measures were taken. And I don't understand uh, why some uh, um courses or some small seminars were not taken uh, face-to-face in small groups with a mask yeah. and everything. So uh, this is why um, as a top representative we are fighting for a more transparent system, at least if we if, as students can understand what is happening and if it is communicating uh, to us why some measures are taken, we can then uh, put some pressure to, to improve the things. Um, as Carlos said we came here for a student experience we didn't came here to watch our laptops because everyone can do that from everywhere yeah so uh, and it
0: becomes like a, a YouTube yeah, universe yeah, exactly. experience nobody really wants that
3: exactly you, you get to watch the lectures just as while you eat or something yeah definitely <laughs> definitely yeah. I think
0: that's not, nobody wants that and that's that's been a really big thing I think the lack of social contact plays into it massively Um, but that's actually a a really important point as well because next year we're going to have a situation where we'll be able to have classes in person once again, but the university, because they have a capacity issue at the moment where there's not enough space for all the students they have, they are going to be under pressure to continue some aspects of online learning. Maybe that will be having seminars in person but lectures online. Um, And apparently the, the... decision makers within the university, the boards, they are keen to have as much in-person as possible um, because they feel like the school spirit is sucked out when everybody's online, like we've been talking about here, um, and that more social contact is required. Um, But of course, this is something that they have to weigh against the fact that the capacity issue is there. So how is that? Because this is something that the FSRs and the CSRs, the student councils, next year might have a lot of influence over so is this something that you guys think is is going to be in favor of that you want to be okay well we can have mixed education I don't mind stuff being online or you will concretely say next year no everything has to be in person
1: yeah okay so I think like for me for example last year I studied media and information for me it was kind of mixed like the education before the pandemic before anything So, basically, we had recorded lectures. You can watch them online because we're a lot of students in like, media and information. So, honestly, for me, it was fine just, like, watching lectures online and doing seminars, like, on campus. So, I think when I think about it, it's fine um, to have mixed education because we're kind of used to it now and we kind of, like, nailed it. Like, till now, people are kind of doing well in their education. So, yeah, I think uh, a mix would be fine because the pandemic is still here, Corona is still here. So, it's okay to take a bit of precaution.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Carlos, how would you feel about it? Look, I, I, I can't believe my ears right now because I feel <laughs> no, but like um, the UFA has plans, for example, to sell the Pace Hoofd House, uh, which is in the other part of the single. Um, to sell that to get get more money to do other things with that, they have sold uh, buildings like the Bungehaus. House, like it, uh, it now has is a Soho hotel, um, and now we're talking about oh we have capacity problems and we don't have enough space. It's am- it's amazing how you see how not foresighted, uh, how short sighted they were in doing that, and for I think of course there are people and there are classes which you can. Uh, you can give in, uh, I- online and there are things which maybe are better even online than in real life. But I think we should do everything, everything possible to be able to provide uh, every class I- in real life, even if it means we need to get the Grand National Theater or Carre uh, to uh, open up uh, and to get uh, to give like a big lecture there if that's that's what the capacity requires. Mm. Um, and i think that's you need to of course that's in good agreement with those but we need to not be yeah we need to not accept that there's now a capacity problem although uva has sold many many of its buildings again but
0: i'm not talking about the capacity problem i'm saying like what are you in favor of if you're in the council next year are you going to say okay i don't mind lectures being online or will you vehemently say no i want all of the lectures to be in person
2: well, there are probably cases where it's okay to do them online, but I think, in principle, everything should be in the uh, should be uh, on site. Sipia, how would you feel about more online learning?
3: Uh, here, I can uh, say that I also think, uh, as far as that we have to be cautious. But uh, as we were uh, speaking about the uh, student spirit in general, we came here to go in the. UVA buildings to watch lectures, to watch our teachers uh, teaching, right? So not just watching them uh, on the screen. So uh, I know the problem with the buildings. TOF is also against selling the buildings. is is uh, against just for covering the budget, selling very uh, precious architectural designs. So uh, in this case, I would also say that lectures and seminars should be in person. In some cases, there are special situations. There are people that cannot attend maybe right away. So for them, it should be the possibility to watch a recording of the lecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in general, it should be, and, and this should be requested. I mean, with a reasoning, why uh, I could not attend, why is my problem? Can I have please the recording?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And in general, I think we should all go to school and be students, you know?
0: Yeah, actually go go and meet people. And meet people. It's very nice to meet people. It's nice to meet all of you today as well. Lovely stuff. Nice to meet you too. Ah, thank you, mate. Um, Well, yeah, I feel like it sounds then like you all have some varying different degrees of to what extent you would insist upon real-life education next year. And I think the advent of digitization last year and how that's completely changed how we study is going to be a really big thing for the student councils in coming years and how they handle that and and yeah this also kind of leads into something else that i wanted to talk about and from all of my research and speaking to current fsr members csr members past members a lot of what i was hearing and a lot of what everybody's talking about when it comes to student politics it's down to a much larger culture problem at the uva and how there are a lot of people here who don't feel engaged with their university they don't like it There's a lot of discontentment towards the uva. And that discontentment can often make people not want to engage with it and not want to vote in student politics, not want to take part in societies, study associations. Like voter turnout last year was under 14%. Considering how easy it is to vote, that's very, very, very low. Um, So yeah, what do you guys think is something... That you could be able to do to affect this culture and to make students hate their university less, Cyprian. Can to start with you?
3: Uh, yes. So um, we are also speaking about that a lot uh, in uh, TOF because uh, we see how um, th- there is a tendency um, that UVA is international, and you can see that in the amount of international students. But it is actually not. Um, 100% international in the structure. So uh, this is why uh, we work very close with the uh, program committees, because uh, if one um, program should be in uh, English and should be open for international stu- students, then we should make it uh, structured for them. So uh, not only the lectures to be in English, but in general the, the documents, the administrative part, to be also in English, mm-hmm. so maybe this way the international students that come here hoping that they will find a really international environment feel m- maybe a little bit more integrated so uh, I think this is uh, this is what we stand for
0: Okay, but is there anything that you guys think at TOF um, and you personally want to do that is really gonna you know, make people happier with the university and feel like they're a part of it, because obviously like the, the program stuff and having stuff be accessible in English is, is really good. But I think when people come here, at least my experience as an international student, having studied at the Uva for many years, it never felt like there was a problem with not being welcomed as an international person or not having it be like facilitated in English. It felt more like there aren't any clubs. There's no societies. like There was the Study Association for European Studies, um, and if I didn't go to that, then there was basically nothing. Whereas when I compare it with my friends in England, where there's football clubs, rugby clubs, all kinds of associations, radio stations, newspapers that are just like begging for you to join. Um, that's kind of what I, th- I, th- I feel like is missing at the university. Is there any plans in TOF to kind of affect that and to start and kind of mobilize students to, to be involved?
3: Uh, we thought about this regarding the student council to create uh, a little bit more awareness, to be a little bit more I- involved in announcing that the student council exists, that the student parties exist, and that is really open for international students. I think this may be a little bit more uh, related with uh, diversity because there maybe there are associations, but not not everyone is feeling... Uh, that he would just enter in a in a student association. We should create a little bit more uh, awareness about them because I will also, I think it was only one presentation of the SES. It was like for three minutes in the beginning of the lecture. I, I couldn't understand much. And of course, I wasn't impressed of it. And maybe most of my uh, fellow students were, yeah, not, yeah. were not willing to join. So I think that the first thing that we can do is to, let people know what are their possibilities already. But um, I do also think that we could push a little bit more into this, into, into structuring this outside school activities, you know, because as Carlos said, it's about student experience, and that's not only going to school, having an exam, passing or not, and just continuing your life. It's about being integrated, so we could... Uh, for sure, in the student council for this year, push a little bit more into developing more associations for all kinds of people, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. diverse group of people. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Because there's already, I think, there's a you know, diverse bunch at the university, and oftentimes it felt like there wasn't just much available, you know. But yeah, Carlos, what do you have to say about this?
2: You were talking about a very un- interesting point uh, there about the student turnout at the elections, uh, and I think you want to talk about a greater cultural point but i also think in uva uh, the student council for example only has a lot of advisory uh, tasks and not a lot of consent tasks and it has no actual power to change anything so I understand why people don't really are in involved aren't really involved in what happens in the student council because there's there's nothing which it really affects uh, all they get to see is uh, on the um, the toilet paper uh, that there's sometimes news about uh, something the council has done for international students and for just the cultural experience living here. I'm not as an international student, student, so I I can really say not a lot about that. I've lived in Amsterdam all my life, but what I do think is that there are some associations. Uh, there's there's for example the student union OSFA. There's uh, international student uh, uh, associations. I, f- I forgot. There are there, the there are there are
0: associations. I mean there's the. Um student, well, what is it called? The international kind of student association thing, which is across all boundaries. Like there's stuff, but it's, it's all just very like, considering it's meant to be for the whole university, having one association for international students when there's like thousands and thousands of international students. And, you know, there's one board for that. and It's meant to represent all these people. It's just not really yeah. enough. Um So yeah, carry on. No, on, please. no,
2: no, no, ex- exactly. I mean, there's just, it's not enough. Uh, and I think, um, what you see with international students because I've lived with some international students before, student housing it's mostly that they go up with people uh, they already know or they, that they learn from their study well I think there there should be more effort to uh, do a, a total organization of those, those students and not only in that small little uh, study group or, or student association for the uh, internationals but for everything. As far as cultural in the Uva let me say it like this I I really think that there's not a lot of incentive for the university to do all or to do all of that they just want mostly uh, students who learn at the Uva and will pass exams at the UFA and pay the Uva the tuition fee and do some courses and then uh, graduate as for the rest there's not really an incentive for them to actually support students and there's also a lot of organization outside of the uva so they think it's it's okay enough but there should be more support for uh, students who come here to live here for some time to go uh, to come uh absolutely uh, yeah yeah,
0: absolutely i think it's like it's it's very difficult for the university sometimes because they have a situation where they can get a lot more money from international people coming in here so they provide a lot of um, incentives for international people to come in without maybe not providing the uh enough housing or just opportunities for people we'll move on Fada. how do you feel about this
1: um honestly with me personally I'm an international student I'm Egyptian but I like in media and information it's one of the most diverse courses I think and all my friends are from all over the world so I wouldn't say that's a problem oh 20 actually one of their main pillars is diversification and that's one of the main things we're fighting for and I think from the two policies we talked about, like in diversification, two things that might help with that is for example, the chief diversity team. Um, they they said that like to expand it and diversify it to like make it more diverse. I'm saying diverse so many times.
0: Diverse is the is the buzzword in humanity. I think yeah. we need to we need to expand on diversity a bit more and see exactly what do we mean by that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also Something else I think that would be like a great idea is to give training to like the staff, anti-racism training, and that in general could like, you know, prevent any kind of racism or like any kind of like of attacks course. to like students. But at students. this point,
0: this question I was trying to ask was more about community building and yeah. how in which students can start to to feel at home in the university. Do you feel like that social training is an important part of that, that students really feel scared in the university
1: i think that might solve that if students do feel that i've never witnessed a student that does but like just i don't know also with like communities i think maybe like for example in student housing that's an a a great example of a place where students actually feel at home and like they have like a bunch of international students from all over the world and like they communicate together i think that's a great example for that Other than that, I feel like the university needs to increase any extracurricular activities, like next to the uni. And these are the things that bring students actually more together, like besides their studies. Mm -hmm. And I think that can diversify even more. And like, for example, I got to know international students through entry week and through extracurricular activities during that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think just increasing that would like really help out students.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it is a lot of initiative building. and I've I've seen it here through, you know, working at the radio, just yeah. how students doing things and getting together um, is, is really the foundation of this and just can change a lot. And, you know, a lot of the time we don't have to wait for approval from the university to make a club or to, I think a lot of time you see it with student parties as well. Like, that's the way to bring people yeah, together. Yeah, if you just
1: go for it, it happens. Yeah, if yeah. you just
0: go for it, you know, people, if if you build it, they will come, as, yeah. as the old adage goes. I feel like that's kind of a good entry point. I do want to talk about, um, you mentioned there, Carlos, the right to consent. And this is something that I wanted to explain to the listeners of how the CSR and FSR actually operate, um, because I know it can be quite confusing sometimes as to, yeah, what is it that you guys actually do? So there's actually... Two kinds of official power and one kind of unofficial power, which which are present within the student politicians and the bodies. So the first is the right to consent. And this is actually the ability for the FSR, which is the Faculty Student Council, or the CSR, so the Central Student Council for the whole university, it's their ability to say yes or no to things, to consent. And the main thing they have this power with is the budget. So the executive board or the faculty board every year, quite early on in the year, presents a budget to the different councils, and the councils are able to either approve it or deny it. Um, And if there's something that the council really believes, okay, this needs to be amended, there needs to be more money for this, they can say, all right, we're going to send it back, we're not going to approve it. The university actually, of course, has all the power, has all the money, they call the shots. If they really want to overrule the council, they can. But of course, that causes a bit of an outrage and a bit of a scandal. The second kind of power is the right to advise. And this is a lot of the reasons why I think many students feel like the university council has no power because it's a right to advise. And a lot of the time, university says, all right, mate, that's cute. We're going to go and do it anyway. Um, But from speaking to politicians, student politicians and university members, I've seen that it's not quite as simple as that. And there actually is a fair amount of power within the right to advise Um, But it really depends on what your priorities are, because the right to advise is essentially being in committees, being having the ear of the university, having the ear of the boards and being able to talk to them a lot and bug them. And this is something where if you really make something your priority and you're saying, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to fight for this, I'm going to fight for housing, diversity, initiatives, whatever it is, then you're able to do that and you're able to make a difference. The third kind of power, this kind of exists outside of it, but this is something which all student politicians have the power to do, is direct action and mobilization. And this is something which we actually saw a really good example of about two, three weeks ago with the Uber cancelling their exchange programs. So many of you listeners will have heard about how the University of Amsterdam was not going to allow students to go on exchange next year. And... They initially said no. Then there was a big backlash. Somebody in the CSR actually organized the group chat and said, we are going to make sure that this is going to happen. We're going to make a petition. Um, and then they went to the media. The media said, if you get a lot of signatures, we'll run a story on it. Um, they got 2,000 signatures. Then Ate 5, Het and NRSA, they all ran stories about this. And then the Uva, because they didn't want to take the heat, there was a lot of public backlash. They actually reversed the policy. And they said, we are going to allow exchange. And now it's going through and they're trying to um, fix the whole situation. Um, So this is a really good example of how people getting together, pressing, going to the media, putting pressure on the university can actually change a lot. Um, And I wanted to ask you guys kind of in the framework of this, what are the main things that you're fighting for? Um, And yeah, in in which lines of which would you be prepared to take action? Because a lot of the time, you know, we're talking about all these things we want to do but it's important to, to understand how we're going to do them. So, simply, and what would you say is your number one policy and the thing that if, if you know, you're considering, okay, am I going to leverage the budget on this? Am I going to, you know, talk about this every single meeting that I have with the board? Or would I be willing to, you know, make a group chat and start a petition and go to the flipping newspapers?
3: Uh, well, for me personally, it's the transparency of the bureaucratic system in the UVA. Uh, If you ask members uh, from uh, TOF, it might be the same, it might be uh, diversification of the curricula, it might be democratization. But uh, for me personally, this is it, because uh, I was uh, also in a lot of situations in which I didn't understand why some things are happening. And this is why I think that Uh, the faculty student council is somehow like a bridge between students and the UVA staff so on on what I would push uh, very hard with uh, advisory, with uh, anything that is needed is to improve the communication between uh, students the faculty student council and the UVA bureaucratic system in general Mm -hmm. because uh, I think that A lot of changes cannot be done in one month or two months, in three months. But I think this is something that can be improved step by step. It's very important that we know what are we talking about. So in the moment that students, maybe some students want to be involved. Maybe some students want to make a change. Maybe uh, they want to, to fight for a more diverse curricula or to create more student associations. But if they don't know why is uh, this not happening at this moment, or if they uh, don't know what rights do they have and what possibilities do they have, then it's for nothing. It's okay,
2: okay.
0: Yep. Would either of you like to reply to that at this point?
2: Well, I would just actually just want to make a general point about uh, the democracy on the UFA. And I think it's very very much lacking. And I think if I'm elected to the student council... My, my highest priority wouldn't be uh, sort of like advisory meetings with the board, but it would be building up the student movement as it is. The Uva has really not listened to the student council, and the student council really indeed does not have the power ex- besides to not vote against the budget. But as you said, uh, at some point the Uva will just decide, okay, we will not longer... We will no longer uh, facilitate the student council and we will just do something else. And you, we've seen this on other universities in the Netherlands. In Utrecht, there was someone who was so critical on the, count, uh, on the council that uh, adfe- eventually she was even expelled from the university. The most important thing is that we need a movement on the streets fighting for what you want to achieve. The activist achieve. party. Yeah, the yeah, activist party. That's why, yeah, why you can't. No, like the, um, the most important changes which have been happening Happening, happening on the Uva has been as a result of the Maartenhuis besetting in uh, 2015 of the occupation of the Maartenhuis. Um, the Maartenhuis occupation, you immediately saw a shift in the Uva that they were able, that they was were the, uh, willing sorry, to do a referendum. What was the Maartenhuis
0: win- besetting exact? Because a lot of our listeners won't
2: know what that is. So in 2015, there was really a big protest movement on the near s- students because they were selling those. They were selling uh, real estate, like the Bunge House, which I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they were re- selling real estate. They were pl- planning to implement a sort of broad uh, humanities plus sciences bachelor, which would take a lot of money away from uh, the humanities faculty and put it into a broad bachelor program. And there was such anger and protest. Actually, there were some occupations, and eventually the Maagde House, the uh, one of the headquarters of the UVA. Was occupied, and they, and you see what that does to a university. And the university w- there was really, well, open. They were forced. They started to, to respond to it. Yeah. No, they were forced to do a f- referendum among students to democratize the UFA, which they have not implemented yet. They, they, haven't, for- they
0: haven't implemented that.
2: They haven't implemented many of those things. They have. There is a diversity report already in two thousand, written in two thousand sixteen, which has not been implemented. There's been promises to open the Marte house for students to use as a as a as a communal bu- building. It's not been new. It's not been done. So, what we need is a new is a new student movement and a new Marte house occupation. Okay. Essentially. Okay. That's be-
0: very be- bold chat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish there because we've been talking for a while. But my question to you now mm-hmm. is: you're obviously talking a lot about like the things that you want to do and how you want to have an activist movement. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like you personally are going to be able to lead that movement and, and like lead the charge and be somebody who starts a movement of hundreds of students because what are the two candidates here are saying are things which can be achieved um, with, within the realms of power right now. I'm trying to make policy shifts, do things perhaps more incrementally, but you're, you're advocating for something quite different. But what you're advocating for, that relies a lot upon you and your initiative and being able to galvanize so many people. Do you think that's something that you can do? Look, the movement is not about me. The movement is about the
2: students on the UFA. I'm not saying that it's council. about
0: you. I'm saying that with you saying this, you are clearly going to have to be one of the leaders.
2: Well, no. I, I do want you feel to like you can be a leader of this movement? I want to be a voice for this movement in the Student Council, in the Student Council of Humanities, in the Central Student Council. I want to be a voice... For that movement, But so you're not prepared also, to be a leader for the movement. Oh, uh, if I'm offered a leadership position, but like I think the the, the student the movement is the more important thing. I think it's I I, I don't it doesn't matter if I take a, uh, I, I, I think I would obviously take an active role in the movement, but I don't I don't need to be a leader. I want a student movement which is wide and broad and is supported uh, by a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, done by a lot of students and is able to uh, make real change on the UVA, make real change on, uh, and force the UVA, for example, to not go forward with its plan to sell the PSOE-Hoofthuis, to not go forward with the plan to uh, uh, des- destroy the building on the binnen to terrein uh, to um, actually implement uh, the things which, we, which uh, were requested since 2016 and which they have been promised. To do so, that's that's what my student okay. movement is okay. about. Uh, I understand. I understand. It's, it's and uh, I would be a voice in the council for that movement. I would be. I want. I would relay also information. I want radical transparency from the council. I see. I I have not seen enough from what the council is actually doing. I want to bring also radical transparency from them, and I want to, uh, 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 you know, see it as a. I want an interconnected movement which is able to uh, do some things okay. in the council. Okay, and I understand, and I understand. Okay, we're going to move suites. on because
0: you've been talking for a while. Fada, do you have any thoughts about this? Do you feel like there's there's a lot of things that you're going to be able to achieve through the traditional means of power? Or is it something that, that you can see an agreement with Carlos on in terms of the need for um, activism? I
1: honestly believe transparency is a really, really important aspect, of course. But like us running for student council and like the whole aim of like these student councils in general is to increase transparency and us as an intermediate between students and the university in itself increases transparency and helps students know more about it. Um, To answer your question about what my priority would be, I think the answer would be just increasing job and internship opportunities for students because when you think about it, us being students, for most students, we enter university to find a job Um, later on 020 usually like they look at education in a holistic manner so we don't just look at education currently and what we take currently but in a more like futuristic way like how are our what how what we're studying right now is going to affect us in the future and like a more practical sense of that so I feel like the university should definitely like up its game and like just increasing internship and job opportunities because like the uva job board is not like cutting it like they need to do more
0: need to do more is that a big part of the o20 platform because obviously o20 is a new party now coming into a elections part
1: of what i stand for in my policies in o20 like our four main pillars are diversification housing um finding jobs and internships and of course the students well-being but yeah
0: okay cool I wanted to now get into some more um, specific stuffs about the humanities faculty um, and what is affecting humanities students right now. So, of course, there's been a lot of talk of diversity and diversification. That's something which everybody has a lot to say. I wanted to ask you guys what you think is is key to this, because when I think of diversity, I think of something that's quite vague and something which is used as a buzzword nowadays to to say a lot of different things. Um I understand it's about representation for different um, different people of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, all of these things, and having a different kind of curriculum at the Uva. The FSR has been putting a lot of work into that already. There's been the establishment of a program, or sorry, a course, Afro-Dutch Studies, which is now going to be available next year um, and will be available for a minimum of two years. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to go around the table and kind of see... Like what is what is meant by this? Because there's always so much talk about diversity, and for me, it's always seemed like it's it's just hard to implement. But yeah, Cyprian
3: uh, you're very right. It's something that it's hard to implement specifically. Uh, and I do think that uh, we can start from somewhere. I am just looking uh, when I read the uh, UVA newsletter, for example, I don't really see a lot of information about people from different backgrounds. News are uh, about usually white European people. (laughs) We can start by improving the awareness. So I do agree with uh, Carlos when uh, he said that in some cases we need a really active movement.
0: A transparency as well around that. Yeah, I think that's an important part.
3: Yes, but in the same time, this is not starting just out of nowhere. You need either, as you said, a very strong leadership, so uh, a person that is somehow pushing and pushing and pushing through a movement and then the movement will form or you start by creating awareness you start by uh, implementing policies where you can because yes the faculty student council is not as powerful as we would want it to be but we can still have a say and we can still be legitimate in in putting pressure in some issues as it was with the uh, afro dutch studies mm.
0: Do you think that there's much, this is kind of an open question, just uh, any any of you can respond. Is there much that you think needs to be done about the communication? Because there's been a lot of talk about transparency and about getting students to understand what is going on within the council and within the university. Um, and I do see that as being a major issue. But I think a lot of the blame for that has to be taken by the CSR, by the FSR, because it is, when I've conducted my research for this, most people have no idea what this is. They don't know what the FSR is. They don't know what the CSR is. They have no idea what they do. Um, so there's a real communication problem that's that's occurring. And I don't think that's necessary about transparency because it's very easy to access this information if you want to. If you know it's there for me to do research about this stuff, it's not that hard. But people don't know about it because you can't just say, "Oh, it's easy to access." Therefore, students should know about it. No, it's the job of the politicians, the parties to do that and to make sure that students know about it, to galvanize people. And if you want to start a movement, if you want to have incremental change, whatever it is, there needs to be a lot of people behind this. Um, yeah, is that something that you guys are gonna change and like galvanize more people online? Because now this is, this is how it happens.
3: Well, oh. I, I was uh, for long thinking about that. Uh, and the first example that came into my mind is uh, how I got into the uh, faculty student council elections. Because it just happened, some uh, one of my uh, friends to tell me about it, but uh, if you don't really watch every news from the newsletter and if you don't make, as you said, research on it, it's not uh, really something simple to access. So I think about the My UVA app, for example. That app could be used in so many purposes, and it's it's almost not useful at all. Yeah. So. We have that. We could use that to really improve this. We could put events on it. We could put uh, associations in it. We could put policies in it. Because also uh, one thing that TOF stands for is involving students more in policymaking. So if they don't know what policies... Do you guys think that students really know what's happening with the
2: UVA buildings right now?
1: Because definitely, definitely not. Definitely
3: like, not. They definitely don't know.
2: I, I would want to respond, and uh, maybe you are instead a new member. But I would say tough, and you
0: and, and, and you're a returning member. To
2: I'm the not. FSO. I'm. An, I'm. I'm a new. I'm oh, you're a also new a new one. member. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm a new from a new party, and I, I want just want to say I, I I do like the ideas, but we do need to say that TOF has been in the power in the FSR, has been the majority of the FSR for the la- at least the f- last five years. So there is a responsibility in tough in not being able to uh, uh get people uh, as involved in the uh in what's happening in the FSR of humanities. And we really need to look into that for of wha- uh why that happens. And I think what's something what's important uh, is that we get also more diversity in the FSR with more parties and with discussions which actually uh, go about things. I have already talked about that the FSR just has very little power. But w- there's n- almost no communication. Only in election time from the parties and the FSR, what they are really, really discussing, really talking about. There's uh, uh, there's only the toilet paper, and furthermore, there's no actual like uh, uh, email servers service for the for the uh, people in humanities. I want. I would w- want that. I would want radical transparency. Every Zoom meeting the FSR has. Why don't we just or live meeting why don't we just broadcast it on uh, uh the U- the Fsr page as lasting the important discussions there we need to bind a lot of more students together yeah via the yeah, movements yeah, yeah. and via the parties yeah, yeah I just fight for more uh, for yeah, Would you like yeah I just
1: want to reply to that I just feel like it doesn't really have to do with the specific party because this is more of a general thing all students should be able to know what the policies are and what mm-hmm. is happening in the university. So I feel like, for example, like the only notification I got about student council from the university was on Canvas, just vote for student council, nothing more, like no extra information about it or anything. So I feel like the university itself, it has a really, really big platform on Instagram. They have Canvas, like like the Uva app, as you mentioned. I just feel like there is so much they can do and they just choose not to. To like talk more about that or like talk about the policies that the FSR and the CSR stand for and then students can look into specific parties and then see what they more likely like and who they want to vote for mm-hmm. so, yeah
0: yeah so just better communication all around exactly. is that something cuz i've noticed with uh, the O20 there's there's been a lot of social media stuff that i've yeah. seen um, what like what is that about cuz also i've heard um, you know the the money coming into this as well is is a big part of this. And there's been some talk of like the fair play agreement of during the elections that, um, you know, everybody has to sign up to scream and not to use outside money in the elections. Yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, have all of your parties signed up for this agreement or no?
1: Yeah, I think...
2: I, I I do know because I'm... I'm and yeah. <laughs> 020 has not signed a, a fair agreement pact. I uh,
1: believe they do. Let me check.
2: It's all right, I'll ask But they question. have not, because I, 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 I'm I, part of the communication network, which is within the different parties. They have not signed this. Yeah, but we this.
3: hope that everyone will sign it, at least, because, honestly, uh, the last week of uh, campaign is very close, and I think this is the most intensive campaign week. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. So I think we, we should all sign the fair play agreement, even if there were some tensions uh, until now uh, with the... To any representatives. So uh, I do hope that each party will send a fair play agreement because we need some, some okay, rules yeah. about Because I also just okay.
0: wanted to ask more generally about the kind of different ideologies of the parties, where they're coming from. Of course, TOF have existed within the FSR for a long time. They are kind of the party in power. They've been the majority party for a long time. So anybody who's not happy with the current state of the FSR... You know, a lot of the criticism has to be levied against TOF, of course. The Activist Party, of course, is a very new party, smaller party, more radical. But I am still at a bit of uh, a loss of the origins of O20 and where this is coming from. Like, I understand there's a lot of emphasis been put on diversification yeah. and providing more jobs, more opportunity to students. But what is, like, where did O20 come from?
1: So I believe O20, it is a new council, but I think it stands for a lot it, it, it like for example it just stands for what students stands for and like they want to improve diversification student housing and all of that they um aim for the betterment of like the student and university relationship so
0: yeah okay cool i think we should get to around wrapping oh. it up because we're at 52 minutes but i wanted to ask all of you guys oh. for closing statements um, and what is it exactly? Sorry, Carlos, but you're motioning at me. You've got to say something. Yeah, I,
2: but I have something really important to say about the previous topic, about the uh, money flowing in and about uh, how the youth, uh, how we as student parties participating in this election. And what, Sorry, so just, yeah, for the listeners, we were talking about the Fair Play
0: Agreement, which is the agreement that parties have signed up to not accept outside money and only use the 1,000 euros or so which is provided to the different parties in their election campaigns. And various different parties have signed this, Um, but there have been some talk of certain parties not signing it. But yeah, What is it that you wanted to say about this?
2: It Because as activist party uh, of UFA, we don't even use the €1,000 t- uh, which is provided to us by the UFA because I think it's a do waste. With, what do you do with that money? We don't use it. Just say we no want a, we want an organic movement and we want an organic reach um, uh, between people and I and I'm really not sure if 020, it came out of nowhere and I'm I'm just I'm just wondering if is is there a marketing bureau behind it is there something else I I, I just have my qu- questions about that we want a fair and transparent process and uh, a, a participatory party which is not uh, uh, spending money which could be better used to do action to uh safe against budget cuts mm-hmm. but what is what is what is 020 what's what's behind the, the money also in 020 in
1: honestly with finances i don't want to say bullshit i don't know so like
2: big I questions don't. big questions being yeah, asked
1: but, like
0: I, but we are going over time a bit here guys mm-hmm. um so we're going to get round to closing statements now um i've had a lovely chat with you guys i hope you've all enjoyed it as well but yeah let's go around cyprian what would you like to say convince the voters listening still
3: all right so half of my answer will be also a response to uh carlos because i know Toff was uh in the uh, faculty student council for a lot of years but uh just to think about uh one big achievement from this year we uh forbidden proctoring so now our Privacy is again ours. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's a that's that is a that, that
0: that is very true. And the humanities actually, I think, one of the only faculties which is completely not allowing proctoring. Yeah, social so. sciences and yeah. other sciences. It is it is actually more widespread. So that's something to be proud of.
3: We we really fought uh, a lot for this. For the coming year, it's going to be a real challenge. We also are a little bit more prepared than before. Each one of us has its own standpoints. It's all right to be radical in some cases. Uh, I agree with Carlos in some cases, but also we need certain methods and plans to achieve this. So just going with uh, our head and going for the impulse is not going to help. We are using actually the money for the campaign because we want to reach students. It's very hard to reach students, and uh, it's even harder to do it with an with an organic movement. So uh, we used most of them sustainable and... To, to let everyone know what we are standing for and that we are w- really willing for a new great council here. and, of course, for a, maybe very nice collaboration with the other parties because we will have to work together in the end, you know?
0: So. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, if you'd like to vote for, you know, a party which is very pragmatic, I think, uh, from what you're saying, TOF is going for a lot of that. Okay,
2: Thank you. over to Carlos, Activist look, Party. Look... Soon you will have the opportunity to elect a council member for one year. So so go to yourself. What do you expect from the council member? What do you expect that there is achieved? And do you think that in the current council that is actually achievable, in the current system we are in, that is actually achievable? If you think not, which I think many of us will uh, uh, think in the end, then come towards an uh, um, activist party, And uh, let's start a movement, uh, join the movements of Niet Mijn Schuld, the uh, uh, movement for basic allowance, join Humanities Rally, which is fighting for currently against a a philosophy teacher being fired. Join those social movements and let's start fighting for better YUVA. I want to be only to be a voice for this movement, but I, yeah, so... If you vote for me, I will be a voice for that, this movement in the student council, and I will be doing everything my best to change uh, the UFA for the better. Okay,
0: okay, yeah. The activist party is a vote for those who don't believe anything's going mm-hmm. the right direction at the moment. Which I also agree, there are a lot of people like that, and there's so much discontentment towards university. But yeah, Farah.
1: Yeah, so to cut it short, if you want to vote for someone who fights for diversification, student rights, increasing opportunities for jobs and internships, fighting for your well-being, vote for O twenty. 20
0: Okay. Well, yeah, guys, I hope you've enjoyed listening. I've been Felix Faessi. These have been the candidates. Of course, the Vrij student was not able to be here. Don't think that they are not taking part because they are and they'll be on the ballot. But yeah, make sure to vote from the 31st of May to the 4th of June. And I'll see you guys at the polls.
1: Vote O twenty.
0: Yay. (laughs) Vote activist party. (laughs) Nay. Vote for all of them now, you can't. Yeah, of course.